This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, as of this morning, the Ontario government is no longer the majority shareholder of Hydro One. The last tranche of the sell-off was completed with 120 million shares sold at 23.25 each. That raised $2.8 billion, supposedly That is the last of the sell-off, but the province can still sell an additional 12 million shares within 30 days. This sale has been hugely controversial, partly on the grounds that a lot of people say it will lead to even higher costs for hydro and less oversight. For instance, hydro executives are now off the so-called sunshine list, but Mayo Schmidt... The CEO made $4.5 million in 2016, and the top five officers made $11 million altogether. How does that impact the bills? There's also the criticism that the government is using this one-time money to balance the books, which is why the opposition would argue that the budget really isn't in balance at all. So let's unpack what this means for us. Uh, first of all, I'm going to give out the numbers again because I know our listeners feel very strongly about this issue. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we are waiting to hear from you on the sell-off of Hydro One, your electricity bills, your prom- Promised electricity bill relief. Um, that's what we are talking about. I'm here with Tom Adams, who is an independent energy advisor, and we have Fred Hahn from CUP on the line with us. Welcome, gentlemen. Good morning. Hi, Libby. Hi. Hi. Okay, Tom. So, what does this mean for us, the consumer? Well, the, the uh, uh, sell, sale of Hydro One has been a, a, a huge uh, a financial transaction, a, a lot of money sloshing back and forth uh, uh, between the uh, provincial government, uh, so the, our, our interests as taxpayers, our interests as ratepayers. Um, um, the the province is uh, claiming that they've got a windfall in this sale. They're going to be withdrawing uh, uh, something like four billion dollars uh, to fund other government initiatives. Um, uh, I think that translates ultimately down the road into uh, rate increases that uh, will have to come along to backfill the the missing money from the power system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't put much stock into uh, their argument that it won't. No. The, it, what what the government has has been saying is anytime anybody uh, you know raises a concern about what the rate impact of the sale of Hydro One, they say, oh well, that's an issue for the Ontario Energy Board. Um, uh, now. 
at one time, the Ontario Energy Board was an independent institution, and and it was kind of you know the, the public could trust that their politicians weren't pulling the strings. I'm not sure that's the case so much anymore. But it it really like even if the the trajectory of Hydro One's own rates don't change. Um, there are a lot of other moving parts on your power bill, so um, uh, that 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 definitely are, are going to be impacted. There's a, a shadowy crown corporation called Ontario Electricity Financial Corporation, th- where the the province holds a, a huge amount of electricity debt. Uh, um, some of it's new debt, some of it's old debt, but it. This 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 Crown Corporation needs to have its debt serviced, and uh, the costs of uh, of of servicing that debt were one time supported by Hydro One. Now that Hydro One is mostly out the door, uh, there's a big question mark as to how uh, uh, Ontario Electricity Financial Corporation is going to stay solvent. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, let's bring Fred Hahn into the conversation. And Fred, QP had launched a lawsuit to try to stop the privatization of Hydro One. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, so where does this leave you and your lawsuit? Well, we have launched a lawsuit. We're suing the Premier, the Ministers of Finance and Energy. We're suing them because of what they're doing. They had no permission, nor did they ever run in an election on selling our hydro system. It makes no financial sense, not just for some of the reasons that your other guest has articulated. The Financial uh, Accountability Officer of the Legislature clearly articulated this will cost us more in the long run. Our rates will go up, not just, again, because of the issues raised by your other guest, We're talking here about introducing profit into the system. Once you introduce profit, well, gosh, people got to make money. That's why investors invest in in for-profit corporations. And it is why, for generations in Ontario, we had affordable hydro rates, because we actually had a fully public system. Over time, it has been increasingly operated for profit. And what the Hydro One transaction is like, it's the towers and wires that move power across our province. Uh, It is the only way in which power generated anywhere travels to homes and businesses and factories and communities across Ontario. The only way to make money on those towers and wires that we already bought and paid for is to charge higher fees, tariffs, to have the power move over them. It's why people are seeing delivery charges. Now, Fred, uh, just sorry sorry to interrupt you, but but this is a done deal. So where does that leave a lawsuit? I mean, it's done. What can you do now? Well, we actually don't think it's a done deal. In fact, nothing in politics is a done deal. Uh, Just because the Liberals have decided to go down this foolhardy road that's supported by no one in the province of Ontario, look... Uh, we got a premier that's got the lowest approval ratings in the history of our Right, province. but what are you going to do? No You're going to take parks. those shares well, back? How, how do you we're take the... Ha- with our lawsuit, because the lawsuit says that what they did was inappropriate and that, in fact, what happened is that the Liberal Party benefited from the sale, that they put in place people to facilitate the sale who themselves made massive profits and then who then made massive contributions to the Liberal Party. That is something that the light must be shone on in terms of the lawsuit. But there is absolutely a political battle here. We're talking not just about you and I and our current situation. We are talking about our kids and our grandkids and the future. And we absolutely must fight to not just end the privatization where it is, but to actually purchase back those shares and make sure 
that Hydro One and that our hydro system is a public system. That's how we built Ontario for generations. We had a public system from 1909. It was a conservative premier. Okay, okay, Fred. Public. Let's um, let's bring Tom in. That's a very impassioned defense. Uh, it doesn't uh, really explain how you get the shares back. But Tom, uh, how do you think this is going to play out, and how? If at all, will this uh, affect the promised rate relief? Well, the the, the promise uh, uh, the, the, the the this transaction is going to have to be subject to eventually the review of the provincial auditor general, um, uh, and that's uh, you, you know as 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 Fred has rightly pointed out the the financial accountability officer has raised some very harsh criticisms some some important concerns about uh, this transaction and its ultimate long-term cost um uh the the next shoe to drop in terms of these uh, um, oversight bodies will be uh, the the review of the auditor general since 2011, the Auditor General has been paying much more attention to what's been going on in Ontario's electricity system, has really done some outstanding work. Um, uh, and I, it's, it, we're really, the, the public um, uh, is going to depend heavily on um, the research that the Auditor General assembles because this transaction is just so complicated. Um, uh, with, with again, tr- transactions with money flowing into and out of government. In terms of the um, uh, proposed rate relief that the government has promised, uh, you know, for in the immediate instance, um, uh, so there's a situation they promised a, a 25% reduction in rates. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the mechanism that's going to fund that rate relief has nothing to do with the costs of the power system. There are no costs of the power system ch- changed at all. Um, what what happens is uh, another Crown Corporation, Ontario Power Generation, will issue a lot of debt mm-hmm. and yes. will uh, be satisfying the, the the losses associated with the the the, the temporary power rate discount. Um, by selling bonds and uh, and and kind of making the books balance uh, um, by virtue of it liquidating the bond proceeds, um, so Ontario Power Generation is just going to sink. They're you know they're they're going to accumulate a vast amount of debt. They've really got no asset against which you, you know this new borrowing is going to take it, place. It's just and they're going to amortize it over. A very long period of time. Yeah, like the the idea is to kind of stretch out the repayment of this new loan, um, uh, but but very fundamentally, the 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 solvency of the power system declines as um, the the costs of power don't flow through to the customer. Okay, well. Um Fred, uh, the NDP uh, issued a release saying if they're elected, they will buy back Hydro One. Presumably, that's what QP would like to see happen, correct? I think not just our union, uh, many people in the province of Ontario understand that the current path we're on is one that just makes no sense. It is incredibly complicated. Uh, but at the end of the day, what we know is that it makes no financial sense. Nobody, uh, no business, no corporation, no bank, no person would run their household this way. Uh, they wouldn't burn the furniture to heat the house. They wouldn't 
uh, amortize their mortgage over a longer time and say that they're somehow saving money. Uh, none of this makes sense for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, given that this is done, it's it's happened. Um, what uh, I mean, you know, it seems to me that that undoing it uh, could cause a lot of problems too. Uh, Tom, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I, I I think at this stage that the undoing process could cause more harm than than good. Um, uh, the, the 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 transaction was 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 done, I think, for for improper purposes in the first place. Um, but now that it's done, uh, really, I think the top priority is to get some transparency on where our money's going here. Uh, okay, I, I, I'm I would go- hold out some more hope there. I, of course, our power delivery and generation used to be completely privately owned, uh, and we did, in fact, uh, make it a public entity. It has happened before. It can happen again. I don't pretend that it won't be difficult, um, but I'm not prepared to give up hope because at the end of the day, this isn't just about us. It is about our kids, our grandkids, our future, the future of uh, good jobs here in terms of small business and large business in terms of our schools and our hospitals who pay already huge hydro bills, it's too important to not have hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Tom, um, as we go forward, given that uh, you think that uh, undoing this might do more harm than good, uh, what can be done? about this, aside from shining a light on it, obviously. Yeah, well, um, the Hydro One transaction, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm considering it to be spilled milk. Um, it's down the river. We're going to live with this new, uh, um, uh, uh, this new hybrid entity, partly public and partly privately owned. <clears throat> Um, the the next stage is, of course, we need to know where our money went, and you know, getting some transparency. I think that's a, a priority. Um, um, the but longer term, the the the, I think what the the public needs to have um, a regulatory system that we can have confidence in. Um, uh, independent arm's length professional public utility regulation is something we uh, once specialized in in Ontario, and I think we can get back to doing uh, better in that area. Um, of course, at some point we're going to have to pay the bill for this rate relief uh, uh, that that uh, you know this um, um, I think vote buying scheme that the Liberals have introduced uh, uh, in order to get them past the next election. So the, cleaning up that mess is is going to be a major priority. It it, it does portend uh, higher power rates in future as we try to make up for the losses that we're incurring right now. Okay, um, that's all the time we have for this segment. Thank you so much, Fred Hahn from CUPE and Tom Adams, Independent Energy Advisor. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.